Hey everybody and welcome to the next episode of It's Bananas with Jeremy Fisher. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Guys, this happens every Monday at 9 a.m. And we just talk with comedians on this podcast about what's going on in their life, how they're coping with situations, how they were brought up, and the just, you know? And uh, if you're a comedian and you want to get on this podcast, uh, feel free to send me a DM. On this week's episode, we have Linda Camacho. Did I say that right, Camacho? Yes, awesome. So, Linda, thank you so much for coming on. Gold star for Camacho, yes. Yes, nice. Thank you for joining me on uh, on this week's episode. Thank you for having me. Yep. So, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um. So, I grew up with immigrant parents, and I was born in Toronto, and I moved around a lot. Basically, I lived in Calgary for 10 years as well, and... Mm-hmm. I just, I never thought I would ever be a comedian. It was always a dream of mine, but it just never, it never occurred to me that I could actually go for it, you know, but. Yeah. Where did your parents immigrate from? My mom is from El Salvador. My dad Mm -hmm. is from Uruguay. Okay. I've lived in both countries. I speak the language. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, well, I'm too scared to do comedy in Spanish yet. That's. Oh, yeah. Baby. Maybe. That would be amazing, being able to not only do it in English, but also do it in like another language as well. Because I've known some comedians, they let English isn't their first language. So to be able to do comedy yeah. and to be able to do comedy in another language, like that's not your own. That's that's impressive. And I knew I knew so many when I was starting out doing comedy, which was fantastic just to see them like kill it. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. So eventually I'll get there. Mm hmm baby steps with me always oh yeah it's so, always baby steps <laughs> actually um did my first i got my zoom virginity taken away yesterday oh did you <laughs> first uh open mic how was it online uh it was good actually yeah we had- was it a little bit awkward for like talking with trying to like get a good reaction from people the only thing that's awkward is that you're staring at people like watching you and you're staring at like at least when you're on stage you can ignore you can't them. you yeah you can't really see them but you're watching when someone's not laughing yeah like you see like the bright lit up face that they have it's just like okay can you actually just like be a shadowy figure i want to know that you're there but just be a shadowy figure just so i know that you're there but i don't want to see this <laughs> everyone put on like a shawl yeah well, I know people at home are laughing, but well, hopefully. Hopefully, they're laughing. I mean, do you, do they have their um, camera and all, like uh, their audio turned on, or do they just mute themselves? Uh, what do you mean? Like for the audience, do the like does the audience keep their camera on, and do they leave their audio on too, so that they can like talk and would they technically be able to heckle? No, completely. It's just the comics. Really? Can you can hear them laugh? Yeah. I'm really trying to impress the other comments. Oh, okay. So it's like going to any open mic in Toronto. <laughs> Basically, it's exactly like no difference. What, like the, the old sod was was all comedians? That was a great show. What are some of the best shows that you did when you were in, um, doing comedy in Toronto? I, like in terms of open mics or just shows? Well, open mics, you could say your best open mic that you went to and your best uh, book show that you went to. Best book show was, um, can I can I count as a competition? Yeah. Competition count? Technic- yeah, technically you're booked. Because my first competition, I actually won it. So <laughs> I would say oh, that no was my favorite book show. Yeah. And then it was Flat Tire. Flat tire competition. Oh, flat tire with Jim, uh, Jimmer. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, I think my favorite open mic is the Aussie. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember doing, I remember doing the flat tire comedy show. It's it's funny because like with comedy competitions, it's always like whoever brings the most people, that's usually who's going to end up winning. And it's funny the one, the last one that I went to before this whole situation uh, went down was uh, this one woman, she ended up bringing, like, I think seven of her friends, and there were maybe, like, six or seven other people in the audience. So, obviously, she could have easily won, but I think she ended up coming in second, 
but somebody else won first and she tied with somebody in second. That, uh, uh. Well, it's kind of <laughs> what happened to me in the second round because I brought 11 people. 11 and people. I oh lost, and I, and not only did I just, I didn't even do like so well, but it was, it, was, it just felt. Uh. Yeah. Felt good that you won it. <laughs> I was like, oh man, eleven people couldn't bring me through. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I my stuff, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so when did you start doing comedy? Uh, last September. Last September. Okay, so it wasn't that long before this whole situation came down, and you're like, no, why? I was just getting exactly. good. I was like, I'm just starting to get addicted. Yeah. It's funny because I. But, you know. Yeah. It's funny because I was just talking about in the other uh, episode that I was about to start my own uh, comedy show. I was actually in talks with um, with somebody about it. So I'm like, no, I could have started something cool. And then every bar started shutting down because those were the first things to go. Because now everybody's like, oh, we don't need stand-up comedy. That's not a, that's a non-essential business. Wow. Yeah. That's so crappy. Yeah, just a little bit. Like, that's oh, why I want... Squashed. Yeah, that's why I want this thing to just be over with so I can get back into it and actually doing the clubs because I, I enjoy doing it. It got me out of my comfort zone and that's that's ultimately, like, what I wanted to get out of it. I don't... I heard that, like, you can buy these microphone covers that you can put, like, on each microphone. Oh, like a rubber? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> like that, you know? Well, yeah. Well, so it's like a, like a robot condom. Exactly. Ooh, I like that. There we go. You can use it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. I feel like we're gonna have to need those now, or or bring Prob to. Yeah, something like that, or just everybody bring your own microphone. Or nobody go out when you're sick. That too, but then again, how many people like show symptoms sometimes when they are sick? True. Yeah. You know how many times I go after a comic and they just, you know, started coughing and. Yeah. Like guys, you guys still laugh at my jokes. It's like I'm gonna put the microphone like right up to my my lips too, just to make sure. Why? <laughs> like, uh, I don't understand those comedians that like put it like right up to their, right up to their lips. Like, oh, that's so oh, gross. You have no idea where that's been, and you're putting it right there. Like someone could have have like herpes or something and you just oh, contract no. it i never put it on my lips i'm always yeah. scared of herpes oh, no. it's always got to be at least like an inch away from my my lips always that's what she said uh, yeah, <laughs> terrible terrible <laughs> so other than the um are you going to keep doing the uh the zoom uh open mics and stuff like that yeah, I liked it. I tried all new material, so yeah, I think it went well considering it was all new material. Mm -hmm. Do you have the audience members like comment, like type in, like "oh, ha ha ha, that was a good joke," or is it just like you're just it's really performing? What's that? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> got one clap. <laughs> no, I got a couple compliments afterwards. Yeah, I hope That's it good. works. I know I can tweak it to get it better. Yeah, yeah, but that's the First thing with time, right. Yeah, that's the thing with high comedy. You got to get it out there. You got to start workshopping it and then tweaking it, workshop it, tweak it. Just keep like one step after another just to make it really good. Very true. Mm -hmm. Very true. I mean, we don't so, have that practice right now. So. Yeah, exactly. Other than doing like all these Zoom shows, which have been popping up all over the place. And it's funny because like I love the people that charge like five to ten dollars for their. Uh, yeah, some people are actually charging like five, five, ten bucks just to get into the uh, comedy show. And I'm thinking, like, if I spend, like, $8 more, I can get a Netflix subscription for a month. <laughs> and they have, like, way more content and, like, way better content. Wait, you don't have a Netflix yet? No, I do. Okay. I'm just saying, like, I could buy a Netflix or I can even buy, like, Disney Plus for cheaper. Disney Plus is where it's at. Wow. Yeah. My brother got it, and I was like, I need this in my life right now. Don't they have, like, the screen sharing? Like, they can have up to, like, four screens or something? Yeah, no, he gave me his password and everything. I was like, okay. thank you. Are you paying him your portion? No. Of course you're not. 
because whoever does that who pays their portion of uh netflix subscription or disney plus subscription this is the only thing i don't feel bad for Muchi. yeah yeah my girlfriend my brother and my sister all use my netflix and they haven't contributed anything but it's okay like i don't mind whatever <laughs> it's only 18 dollars a month so i don't mind wow. yeah like i do the uh i do like the um, the four screens plus like eight like full hd just so that everybody just because like especially now like everybody's probably going to be like using netflix anyway so i didn't want like anybody to like not have it so I figured just having like the four screens and that should be fun. Such a nice dude. I know. I, I, I gotta stop. I feel like I'm just too nice. No, you are the nicest person, honestly. You think so? Not in a bad okay. way. According to Linda, everybody, I'm the nicest person. Thank yeah. you. That means a lot. <laughs> honestly, you like recorded me and we had just met and I was like, that's something that a lot of comics wouldn't do for another comic. Um, yeah. Like, say, hey, do you want me to record you? Like, you're set. You know, that's such a nice thing that you, you did for me. And I appreciate that. Like, yeah. Like, I, I honestly don't mind doing it because I feel like it helps comedians a lot. Um, even though, uh, do you know Fatty Nassar? Yeah. Yeah. So I did that, too. Like, that's how I met him as well. And then we just, like, clicked from there and we kept, like, talking and stuff. Yeah. See? You're gonna... Yeah. No. And I mean, like, it's only five minutes, five to ten minutes of recording anyway. So honestly, like, it's it's really nothing to me. Like, I don't mind doing it. And it helps somebody out. You get a video out of it. And if you do really well, then you get something awesome out of it, too. I, you know what? I just, I've noticed, like, doing something good for someone in this industry will take you far. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I've, I've always thought that. Yeah. Like, so many guys that come in and they just, uh, they're so selfish. And you can tell they're selfish. And then mm -hmm. they're in the industry for three years and they go nowhere. Yeah. They're wondering what what did they do wrong? And it's mm -hmm. clear, it's clear as day. They're just not nice people. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's who you are, right? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. It's like if you're if people can work with you, because I was actually watching um, um, an Amazon show and they were talking about like how like they followed a couple comedians. They were all Americans, of course. Uh, going through JFL like Fresh Faces, oh, wow. and they so they talked to the producer of of JFL Fresh Faces, and they're like, yeah, we always want to work with somebody that that is nice and will actually help create like work together, because at the end of the day, you're all working together to create um, like good work for people, like good entertainment. Exactly. So at the end of the day, yeah, that's all it's for is good entertainment for people. So they want people that they can work with. Exactly. You know how many times I see like guys who say, "Okay, this is my first open mic," and they go up there and they start roasting people. Oh, I love it! I love when people like roast the audience. Like, <laughs> come on, <laughs> you're trying to get on. Like, you're trying to get them on your side, not them hate you. Exactly. <laughs> you're not gonna go far, guys. Yeah. Mean to everyone. Yeah, you gotta. You can't wing it too. I feel like. Some people are good at that, but it's good to like actually have a written performance, like something you actually spent time working and writing. Because like with all these comedians that you see, especially the ones that are like high up, they're they're actually writing out all of their stuff. Especially when they have their special, you can see like oh, written and performed by so and so. See, I want I want to be able to write my own material for sure. I don't want you don't write your own material. I do, You're but still... I not. To, I don't want to ever be that famous where I just have writers like screw that. Yeah, yeah. So like, if you're doing like a late night show or something, you just wouldn't want those kind of like writers or. I don't know if I'd ever do late night. I I would think I would just want to do stand up. Yeah. Stand up. Pure stand up. But I'm also okay. You have to understand something as well, and I'm revealing it to the world right now. Do it. I'm not gonna cut this out. <laughs> I also want to be a rock star. Oh, okay, so is that why your Instagram's hippie rock star? Um, yeah, actually, <laughs> <laughs> I actually changed it because I had a a weird guy find me. Oh, really? You just didn't block him, or? Yeah, no, like he, like I just had to change my name, so I changed it to the most obvious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, what made you wanna wanna become a rock star then? Oh, my passion is singing. Yeah. I love singing, and I also want to combine the comedy with the singing mm -hmm. 
but I want to do it in a way that no one's really seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do impression singing. Okay. Like, like I'll do. Like I thought little... you were gonna get like ready to do like everyone right now, like so everybody can see. <laughs> I mean, I totally could, but. <laughs> I mean, if you're comfortable doing it, that's totally fine by me. We'll we'll save it for last. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, so I like singing and. I want to be in a rock band, but at the same time, I want to do comedy. I think I can mm. do both. Yeah. Do you have any videos that people can check out? Yeah, the SoundCloud. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Definitely uh, let them know where to find that so that they can check it out. Also put it in the description afterwards, too. Um, I only have one video there. One. One video. Like I said, I, I'm baby steps. Like, it takes yeah. me so long to want to, like, show my art to the world. Yeah. And when I finally do, it's like, okay, what's the next step? Mm-hmm. So for me, it was like Second City. That's how I started with comedy. Mm-hmm. And then they were like encouraging me to go to open mic. So I said, okay, if you think I'm ready, I'll go. Yeah. And and it's just baby steps like that, you know? Yeah. Actually, Winnipeg that... Festival, that's my goal. Yeah. My goal. Nice. So what's the SoundCloud that people could uh, check out? Um, you have to pardon my memory because I have the worst memory. Um, it's just Linda Camacho. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. So people can definitely check that out. And uh, send it to me afterwards and I'll add that to the description so people can check it out. But you should put out more, uh, put out more videos. I was, okay. I had the opportunity to record more songs and then the mm-hmm. pen. Are you able to do that at home? Um, do you have the equipment? I have some equipment, so mm-hmm. I could. It's just about going ahead and doing it, you know? I mean, you may as well. It's something to do, and then you can always just get more creative by doing it. The more you do it, the better you'll get at it. I know that. Kind of like, kind of like with comedy. The, comedy is. Yeah, same thing with comedy. The more you do comedy, the better you're going to get at it, as long as you're working and and hustling writing every day, like writing every day the same with singing actually you know? yeah yeah same thing with singing it's like you got to practice every day i've literally heard the worst singers get better yeah completely toned up people and they're singing i'm like how does that happen just years of practice even with art i've seen the worst drawers and i'm like what is this stick figure and three years later, they're drawing dragons and stuff. Right? I love those videos of, like, whenever somebody starts with, like, the, their first, like, drawings, and then they recreate their first drawing, like, three, three four, or five years later. And you're like, oh, my God, that's amazing. I, I need to see one of those. I haven't seen that. They do some of those on, like, TikTok. Have you ever seen some of those TikTok videos? It's really crazy, I, like, what some people I've do. I've only been on TikTok once, and I was on yeah. it for three hours. <laughs> and I was like, this is too addicting. <laughs> just a little bit. I mean, the amount of content that people are putting out just to get, like, TikTok famous. But after they get, like, one or two videos out, it's like, okay, on to the next person. I feel like a lot of TikTok people don't focus on trying to, like, like they're not focusing on, like, the long term. They're focused more on, like, the short term. Let's just get famous, like, right away and see what happens after that. Well, look at what happened to those two kids that made a racist TikTok. Oh my god, right? Right, like, what the hell? Oh, uh... To do that, I don't know. Uh, quarantine, I guess. They're like, we have an idea, let's do it. It was so bad, it wasn't funny. Yeah, well, where were they from? Like, Charlotte, right? The USA, that's all. Yeah, somewhere in the USA, yeah. Very American. But I mean, like, that could really just happen anywhere. It just happened to be in the US, and I'm surprised that like tiktok actually approved that video you know what that's where we have to think like where does censorship come in and where does mm-hmm. responsibility come in yeah because i remember i tried doing a video with my girlfriend and it was just like we did like this really cool like vfx kind of shot where we just like cloned each other so we were in our regular clothes on one half of the screen and then in like uh like fancier clothes on the other so she was in a dress and i was in a suit and so what we were doing is like she was kind of like competing with her other self on the other side. So she would be making out with me with one character, then the other character would look, and then she would just like keep going back and forth, having that kind of like cool 
back and forth. And they ended up like not having that on because it was like sexual content or something. I'm like, what? What? That's yet you, BS. That's such BS. I don't know. And I've seen videos of like, oh, there's this like trend that, that was happening on TikTok where um, women were like, they were fully naked, but they were going up to their boyfriends and like showing like their boyfriend's reaction to them being fully naked as they walked up to them. Yeah, I remember. There was like one video that I came across and you can full out see like the chick in a reflection. You could see her naked in a reflection. And I'm like, how is this, how is this getting approved? And yet my basic like non-sexualized video did not. That's, (sighs) see, there's a reason why I deleted TikTok. (laughs) that damn Chinese company. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what TikTok is. It's it's owned by a Chinese company. I didn't know that. Yeah. So they have like all of their own rules and restrictions. That's why every movie That's right. Scary time. They're the ones that started the pandemic so that everyone can flood TikTok and they make yeah. it. I mean, they already had a lot of people on TikTok regardless of this whole situation. I mean, like before this, before all the Corona happened, I think they were, they were over like oh, a billion people download the app. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. It's insane. It's a new Snapchat. Right? I think this is all Greta's. If we're going to do conspiracy, it's all Greta. She started this. She, <laughs> wanted, she wanted the world to be healed and look at the world now. Like emissions are down everywhere. You know, the, the whales are going into like ports and stuff. Of course, blame it on like a ten-year-old girl. Right? She wanted something. The coral reefs are getting better, you know. Like, Remember when they were dying out? If if our Earth's temperature went down a couple more degrees and all the coral reefs around. Yeah. But now all of that's going back up. We're getting cooler waters, cleaner waters. I don't know about cleaner waters because everyone's talking about like the glove situation. Yeah. Including the world and the masks and everyone leaving them everywhere yeah the one thing that i never understood about like uh why they were always blaming like with the plastic straw situation and how like oh we got to save the turtles and all that bullcrap i'm like why okay so if people throw this stuff out into like garbages or recycling it's that company that's taking that garbage and recycling and putting it in the proper facilities so really are we the ones that are killing all the sea turtles or is it the company that's dumping all of that into the oceans and rivers and stuff so people don't think about that it's like why are we blaming us for that kind of stuff when we should be blaming the companies that actually are doing the ones that are supposed to be properly disposing about of it well i never thought about it that way nobody thinks about like every other aspect of it but that's the one thing that i saw is just like why don't we just blame those guys like these these guys should be more responsible like the governments should be like putting more responsible uh, like responsibility on these guys for actually like properly taking care of our garbage and recycling. I feel like there's a lack of awareness. All that. I feel like there's a lot of awareness. I mean, you just Google anything. I don't know. I, that's another thing. I really Yeah. That's what another thing I don't understand. Wait, what? I said, that's another thing that I don't understand is how everybody always like tries to raise awareness for a lot of stuff. But I mean, a lot of things are already been raised awareness of like people know about it. It's just a matter of how many people actually care about it to donate money. It's true. Right. Everyone cared about the Notre Dame. On fire. Oh yeah. Yeah. When Notre Dame went on fire and all the billionaires were like, Oh, take my money, take my money. And, and then, yet when like, like world hunger or stuff like that, it's like, ah, oh, we don't have the money for it. Sorry. We can't, it's not in the budget. <laughs> right have you been going out a lot uh i have not i just usually go out to get groceries and that's pretty much it i went to go okay the last time i went to go get groceries (laughs) this girl had a dog and she got too close to me so i started yelling at her (laughs) (laughs) because i had a cart full of groceries i couldn't yeah move around onto the grass grass was on the hill and she's like, she actually started yelling back at me like, oh, you could easily move your cart. And I was like, okay, that's rude. So I stuck the middle finger. I don't know what to do it to you, but you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I get the gist of it. <laughs> well, really, you'd be like sticking it up towards the audience. And I don't think they'd appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I usually just go out for uh, groceries. Other than that, like I try not to. I mean, like I've been working out at home, so at least I'm getting some exercise. That's good. I yeah. know a lot of people are missing the gym. Yeah. I'm not <laughs> really. <laughs> I'm enjoying being lazy. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how many people's New Year's resolutions just stopped as soon as they were like quarantine. Like, oh, well, I tried my best. Let's <laughs> save, it, save it for next year. The universe telling me it's not my time to be skinny. Yeah, right? <laughs> Maybe. We gotta, I wonder how many people are snacking right now, watching this video, snacking away on something. Yo, I got my snacks right here. Yeah, like... oh, oh, you can't prepare it. <laughs> I'm just gonna eat that one bite. <laughs> it's gonna make me too thirsty. Yeah. Are you living by yourself or are you uh staying with other people? So I have a roommate. Okay, so you're not going completely insane then, just being by yourself. Wait, she's not here. Oh, really? So you are by yourself. <laughs> so I'm taking care of her plants. Yeah. And um I'm all by myself. There you go. See, and now why aren't you doing videos then? I don't know, because I'm scared. Why are you scared? I'm scared because I've been told all my life that um, I'll never be, I'll never reach my goals of becoming a superstar. Yeah, but if you listen to those people, then you really won't become a superstar. Which is why I became a comedian. And then I have yeah. people tell me, like, they already try and tell me, like, you shouldn't be doing this, you shouldn't be doing that. Like, stop writing funny jokes about sex. And I'm like... <clears throat> but you got to ask yourself, where are they in their life? If Unless you're getting that kind of advice from, like, Jerry Seinfeld that you shouldn't be a comedian, maybe you shouldn't be listening to anybody else. That's true. Right? But then, when you it's like as the higher up you get, you're gonna get more people that are like motivating you to like keep pushing yourself. It's everybody at the bottom that tries to keep you and pull you down. It's kind of like oh, it just it just made me think. Remember, remember the Disney film Hercules? Yeah. You remember when he has to go into that like big pool of souls to like save save the girl, and like all those souls are like pulling him down. Yeah, yeah. And like yeah. draining his draining his life for it. That's essentially what people do. That's what negative people are. They just kind of like drag you down and like drain your life force until you don't want to do the thing that you want to do. So they're taking away the Hercules inside of you. No, I need yeah. the man inside of me right exactly. now. Exactly. Hercules inside of me. Don't let people take the Hercules out of you. <laughs> um. Okay, that's good advice. That's actually really solid advice. Right. I like giving good advice. <laughs> Yeah, just because you do receive a lot of negativity in this industry. Yeah, and I mean, like, right now, there's even more negativity, and everybody's just like, oh, we should be using this time to, like, kind of be productive, uh, like, do something that you have always wanted to do, and then you have the other people that are like, oh, you should be relaxing, like, don't listen to everybody, but I mean, like, we've been out of work for, what, almost two months now? It's like, you're, what are you going to What are you gonna do, still be unproductive, or what do you, do something, do something with your life. This is the time to do it. That's why I decided to do the open mic last night because it's like when you love it so much that you can't stop. Yeah. You no. Know? So you're willing to do anything, even try mm -hmm. something scary or new. Yeah. And that's the thing with like these open mics. Like this is something completely new to comedians. Really, like a lot of people like never even thought of like having something uh, like doing like this. And then eventually, like the more they do it, they're going to get better at doing it. So girlfriend a comic? No, no, she's not. She's Did you guys uh, meet at a show or No, no, we met online. And now we're being forced to going back online, which kind of sucks. Oh. Yeah, because uh we don't live together. She lives out in Mississauga. Ooh. Yeah, but she's living with her grandparents, so I can't see her because I don't want to risk it. So I'm trying to be doing the most sensible thing right now and keeping my distance. Oh man, you're probably losing your yeah. mind now. Uh, just a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm keeping it together. Like I do, I do video calls with people too, so at least I keep my sanity. But I actually looked into it. Apparently, it takes a while for you to go fully insane without any contact. So as long as I have contact with people, I'm really just not gonna go insane. <laughs> okay. Oh, you know what? We'll keep each other in check. Yeah. 
have you gone crazy yet? Yeah, right. The have you gone crazy yet check. <laughs> <laughs> are you are you like pissing in bottles and not, you know, leaving your apartment? <laughs> I mean, I have a toilet. What would the what would the bottles be used for? That's when you're going crazy. That's the point. I don't even use bottles. I use a I use a Brita filter, so I'd have to piss in the Brita filter. <laughs> oh, I mean, my. I guess I guess it would clean up the 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 water in in my pee and uh, I could drink that. I mean, it's already sterile anyway. <laughs> oh, I can't even with this. This is, this is like the worst scenario. Like if we, if like the water treatment plants get shut down. Yeah, but they have like things in place just in case that they're always going to constantly be running. Same thing with like energy and all of those. They always have a system in place for just in case such an event happens that people would be able to like have electricity, running water and all that for at least a good amount of time. Let's hope. Let's yeah. hope. Have you seen... But I'm... No, go on. Oh, no, I was just saying, like, and the good thing about, like, these kind of plants is that they have people that, not, that are not in huge groups. So, like, you have one person that can go in and check on all of this stuff, so. But what were you going to say? Have you seen Last Man Standing? No, Last Man on Earth. Last Man on Earth. I have not seen Last Man on Earth. Like a apocalyptic world where, like, everyone dies from a weird disease. Mm-hmm. Five people. Uh, but eventually you start seeing like new like the nuclear plants are starting to like go off because there's no one taking care of those yeah yeah i'm worried about like to be, i'm not i don't care about water there's water everywhere like who are who's gonna save us from radiation that is yeah but only if it ever gets to that kind of extreme then we're just gonna be all in like the whole mad max kind of situation um, it already feels like the Mad Max situation. <laughs> Everyone's wearing the <laughs> You're pretty much right. I guess we'll ask my uh, my signature question. What has been uh, your most It's Bananas moment? Whether, and that means like anything that's, that, something crazy in your life that's happened, whether in comedy or in your life, something that's either really bad or really good, just anything that's happened that made you look back and like, wow, that's bananas. I can't believe that just happened. <laughs> Um, for sure, I have a story about what happened to me in September. Um, after my first class at Second City, um, this, I'm heading towards the subway, um, with a friend and we're riding the subway for a while and this lady just comes up to me and she's like, are you Sarah? Are you Sarah? And I'm like, no, I'm not Sarah. Then she starts punching me. What? Tiny little girl, like clearly on drugs or something. And I push her to the ground and she's on the ground and the cops don't come. So I eventually let her go. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of crazy because that was my introduction to Toronto. <laughs> like Going to Toronto because I was, I was traveling from Richmond Hill to Toronto every night every time i wanted to go to an open mic to a show and i had this like trauma <laughs> oh my god like ptsd going into the ttc again and now i'm just yeah. like but actually it kind of worked well because i used it as one of my first jokes mm -hmm. it's my first show and it killed so I, you know that's awesome <laughs> but even still it kind of gave, made you a little bit skeptical about the ttc Oh, for sure. And then, like, another another thing happened right before the pandemic when we were still, like, social di distancing. Yeah. Right? Like, you know, that awkward moment where it wasn't, like, full lockdown, but, like, kind of lockdown? Yeah, like, you could still go out, but, like, you wanted to keep your distance from everybody else. Yeah. And so I was um, in front of Comedy Bar, and um, I was just uh, picking up, you know, from cafe, and I looked at yeah. and um, this homeless guy starts, like, following me yelling at me saying that i'm following him uh and i got terrified like i was so scared and i turned around and i saw mark hallsworth mm -hmm. and i've never actually met him i've only seen him a lot in shows but i'm like can you pretend to be my best friend right now yeah. like i need <laughs> and he's like sure what's going on i'm like I could still hear the homeless guy yelling, and I'm still so scared. So I'm like, can you please, can you just give me a hug right now so he can back off? Yeah. 
And at first, Mark was like, uh, like, who are you again? And, and he starts seeing me cry, so he gives me a hug. And immediately, the homeless guy fucks off. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, like, even Mark heard, like, I was telling him, this guy's, like, yelling at me. He heard the yelling, and he was like, oh, he, he felt bad, so I asked him if he could uh, walk me to the station, and he did. That's good. Oh, my God. That's so creepy, though. <laughs> the people in Toronto. I love it. It's... Get some characters. <laughs> and that was right before an open mic too. Yeah. <laughs> All well, in the comedy, okay. Yeah. It's funny, I was on my way to um to uh a book show actually. This was uh what show was it? It was by Zane Lee and um and Dan Belkin. It was the one on College Street, I can't remember what it was called. But uh so as I was on the I was on the TTC streetcar, just like heading on College Street and so i was just waiting and there was pretty packed there was a lot of people in there and there was this one woman that was sitting uh talking to i'm guessing her significant other on like like on a on a phone call and she was talking in a different language and so like she did that for about maybe five ten minutes and there was this other old woman that was like close by her and so the old woman like looks over at her and she's like oh no okay not i'm not having any more of this and she looks at the woman and she's like uh excuse me excuse me um this is Canada. Speak English. I'm like, what? And she just kept going off on this woman, telling her to like that this is Canada and that you sh- that she should be speaking English it's here. Like Toronto, on yeah, College Street. Right. I'm thinking this is Canada in general. Do you have any idea that we're the most multicultural like country in the entire world, and we're like known for that kind of stuff? And you're worried about somebody not speaking English? Oh my god! Really want to be around only white people? Move to Calgary. Yeah. White people we have. (laughs) Right. Like I don't know why people like that even live in a place where there's so many other people that speak so many other different languages. So rude. I hope those people get corona. (laughs) Right. That's what I'm kind of like. Every time I hear stories in the U.S., like right now, because they're so bad with this whole coronavirus situation, like I think they already have like a million people, a million cases right now from like the last time that i've checked and like i keep seeing that how they're all like, always protesting as it's always like the right-wing people and i'm thinking maybe we should maybe they should just like restrict hospital access to the people that are doing this so that if they get corona they kind of just like pass away because do we even want like, these kind of people around in the world if they're kind of putting like everybody else at risk because really that's just an act of terrorism and that's essentially what they're doing it is it's just you can clearly see the privilege when they're in front of government buildings blocking traffic with like hand like like all types of assault rifles and like like black people could not get away with that. Yeah. They they'd be all arrested. Right. But a whole group of white people they can do that. You're right. It's just the whole situation that's going on over there, it's so bad. So yes. Right. I swore I said. <laughs> Honestly, it's okay if you swear. I don't mind. Like, <laughs> I always put this video as like not for kids on YouTube, so <laughs> just in case stuff like this happens, like you can literally say whatever you want. I don't mind. Okay. Cool. Yeah. This is this is you. This is you. Uh, the raw Linda. You don't have to hold yourself back on what you say. You don't want the raw Linda. You. you... Maybe the audience wants the real raw Linda. Okay. Maybe the audience wants truth that. Is, all right, guys. Okay, what the truth is, it's been hard not flirting with boys. It's been hard not flirting with boys while you're up on stage. Yeah, is that what you? Is that what you used it for, just to flirt with guys? I mean, it's it's so that you don't even don't even lie, don't even lie. Every comic does that one joke where they look at a person and you know you're sort of flirting with them but it yeah. doesn't mean anything to you but they're like oh my god yeah like i've seen, I, i've known some people to actually get numbers from from women just because of like the way that they flirted with them on stage wow yeah good to know right same here though <laughs> <laughs> actually i don't trust guys who go for me solely because of my jokes yeah why not it's a sense of humor you want that in somebody you want a good sense of humor guys make it creepy you're like i love the way you say slutty jokes in front of your dad oh that's 
that's a little bit too much. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, dude, I just met you. Yeah, like, stop talking about wanting to be my dad. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I've done yeah. all types of jokes in front of my parents. I don't know how they haven't, you know, disowned me. Yeah. And that really shows, like, where my life was before this. If they're, like, super proud of me being a super, like, huge <laughs> slut on stage. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So what are you doing? So, Linda, what are you doing to, like, keep yourself positive during this whole thing? Absolutely. Well, I'm just, like, calling all my friends. I've been writing a lot. Like, doing the open mic has helped a lot. Yeah. And just... um like focusing on, you know, waking up every morning. Like I've been waking up every morning at nine. Like I didn't even do that when I was doing comedy. Mm -hmm. But now just to give myself a purpose, you know, like I don't want to be sleeping all day. Yeah, exactly. You actually want to have something to look forward to every day rather than like playing video games or like smoking weed or whatever. Oh, I still smoke weed. Yeah, but at least you have a purpose when you are smoking the weed. And at least, you know, it's no, honestly, it was more fun to stay up at night when everyone else was asleep. Yeah. Now it's like. What do I do with my time? <laughs> you're getting the same effect in the, in the morning anyways. Yeah. Now, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's definitely like a good time to like work on something. I mean, you could work on those, on those uh, vid uh, rock star videos. Yes. Oh, yes. Well, I've been singing a lot. Mm -hmm. i a few um, lyrics, so that's also another... Oh, man, writing my first song is also another baby step, so... Yeah. Maybe if I can get my first song out from this, then, you know, I'll feel good. Yeah. Should do it and, like, throw it up on TikTok and then have other people kind of, like, use that song for their TikToks. That's what... Right. Yeah, because that's what a lot of musicians are trying to do right now. Because the moment you have a song on TikTok, it's going to be sent around so many different times. Think about that. Yeah. And well, I think if, I... And like, if you have it up on Spotify, uh, I think they have like some sort of connection. Um, don't quote me on this. But um, I think if you have over like 5,000 uh, listens or something on your Spotify, like they give you some money. So like, I think it's like every 5,000 listens you get, you get money from Spotify. Wow yeah that's amazing so if you're like yeah so if you're into like making all this music you may as well start putting a lot of stuff out on spotify eventually something will pick up do some do some tiktok videos throw your song in there and then hopefully like somebody else will use it and then it'll just keep circulating okay you just give me all this advice you know i like giving good ideas and advice ah it's so good <laughs> like this you is gotta... a therapy session more than <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you you're welcome. Yeah. And I'm just trying to keep everybody positive, you know. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. That's, that's, it helps me stay. It helps me stay positive as well. Nice. So I guess we can talk about things that are going on. I feel like, okay, so I I know a lot a lot of like physical currency has been like um, like discontinued from use. So like you can't use physical currency anymore. And I'm wondering. Are they going to eventually just get rid of physical currency? Like you won't be able to use dollar bills or change anymore and you're just going to have to use your debit? Like I'm terrified about that. I'm curious about it because I mean like that would I feel like that would be a lot easier because then we could just close down all of these plants that are making it and you save all that money just having to fork out making all money. Like you don't have to spend money to literally make money. Interesting. And that's sort of true, but at the same time, <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't trust the government. You don't trust the government. <laughs> I do not trust that. Like, it will. Is if everything goes virtual, you have no like, act like real like real life possession. I mean, it's already all in the bank, anyways. But at least people can have backups. Mm -hmm. Like. But with hundreds the, of thousands of dollars in cash hidden in the walls and stuff. I that's overboard. Maybe I'm freaking out. Maybe I'm just like, you know, how people used to freak out about yeah. that back in the day. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's just my generation that doesn't want to accept no cashless world. Yeah. 
But I mean, like, maybe we even get into a world where we don't have cash anymore. It's just we stop using it. Because just think about how many people handle your currency and how much time, how many times it goes from one person to another. Have you seen that movie? I forget. There's there's this movie out there that shows like it's like everyone gets a chip or something. And like a lot of conspiracy theorists, they're always like, you know, once you get the chip, you know, the government can control you, can control how much money oh you God. have. Yeah. Uh, um. I'm not saying that that's what's going to happen, okay? I yeah. can see your face like, oh my god! Am I talking to a crazy person right now? I'm not a crazy person. You're not a crazy person. <laughs> but... But I don't trust the government! <laughs> that's how I feel. Spoken it. from a true crazy person. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's just say I wouldn't get a chip if it came down to that. You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, I mean... If that's what's inevitable, a cashless world, and if that's what's meant to be for, you know, the benefit of society so we don't get sick, and you know what I did read, you know, I read a lot, <clears throat> and, you know, germs don't like, um, they did tests on how dirty coins are. Yeah. Coins are not that dirty as you would think, because, um, like, ba bacteria, like, warm. They like warmth and they like humidity, mm. and coins are the opposite of that. Yeah. So you'd be surprised. There's actually not a lot of germs on coins. Well, I would I would say like specific germs, maybe, like germ like I would assume I would assume there are germs that could live on surfaces for a long period of time, and then there's germs that can't live on it. So that, it depends on I guess the the type of bacteria or whatever or I virus. Think what bacteria they looked up? But I just yeah. know that it's not, it wasn't as dirty as most people think. Like, they were like, yeah. in fact, coins were like, mm, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. But now it is. <laughs> right? Oh, one thing that I found like that was really gross is um, the screens at, at uh, fast food joints. So like McDonald's, they did a study. Yeah. I was reading a study that they did out in UK about how dirty the screens are in, at their McDonald's. And they found like all sorts of weird, gross stuff, even like feces. They found feces on one of the screens and i'm like oh that's so nasty like makes me never i never yeah like ever used like i went back to the people because i'm like i don't want to like touch these screens ever again same i actually stopped using those screens long ago i was yeah. already a germaphobe before this pandemic guys yeah so. <laughs> i already like would think about like all the people don't realize like you're touching the pole on the ttc then you're touching your phone Mm -hmm. Put up on your head face. You don't even realize all all the ways that germs spread so quickly. Like, even yeah. your phones, like, let's do, let's yeah, do like how, like how many people are how many people are actually like sanitizing their phones when they're coming back home from like going out? Like that's one thing you should be like you should be sanitizing because you're looking at it as you're out too. So your hands are touching it. Like I saw, I was at a, a fast food joint and. It was like late at night, so the workers didn't really care, and they had their phones out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then they didn't even wash their hands; they kept prepping everything. Like, uh... you know where you put your phone? You put your phone in your hand when you're taking a crap. You know? <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> it's like, ugh. Yeah. Yeah. There's right a lot of. Kitchen, like... There's so many different ways that people just like. This is why you gotta thoroughly wash your hands. Because I, I remember seeing that one video of a guy who was wearing, like, gloves, and he put, like, that chemical stuff on it. And so he showed you just, like, a basic wash. And it's like, oh, your hands aren't really that clean. Like, you have to dig right into, like, all of the fingers and everything for, like... Yes. I, I used to work in a kitchen, so luckily I know how to do that. Yeah. Like, I'd always yell at people. <laughs> like, I'd always yell at my parents if I heard them leave the bathroom. They're like, no! Stay in there another 20 yeah. seconds. <laughs> Go back. Yeah. Oh my god, it's... Hopefully, like, this is over, like, sooner rather than later. Just so that we can at least get a little bit. I can uh, your sadness. You want to know? Because I know. Like, I understand. Like Everybody knows. Everybody feels it. So they're like, I want to get out. I just feel so bad for the people that have to go to the salons every day just to get, like, touch-ups with their hair, and now they just have nobody touching up their hair. It's actually really, um... It's especially hard for people who are um, uh, like African, like because they have 
they usually have to do like a lot with their hair, mm-hmm. and I, they don't really have anywhere to do, to do that. It's yeah. not as simple as just cutting, you know, out weaves or something. You know, it's like a lot yeah. of work. So mm-hmm. I feel really bad for people like that, like who can't go to salons right now because that's. Unless you had like a hairstylist that lives with you, that's the only beneficial thing about the people that have hairstylists that live with them. Or you have like a live-in, a live-in hairstylist with you. You just hire one, pay them like $40,000 a year. <laughs> the rich are doing that right now. I guarantee it. I imagine. That's what I would do. If I, if I was like a world famous comedian, like I would just have, I would have my own personal chef. I'd have my own personal like hairstylist, like everybody, just my own personal everything. Just so, so I didn't have to deal with it. They're not essential workers technically. Technically, no. Usually, be like, you know what? Unless you pay more, I'm gonna go chill with my family right now. Yeah, it's like, hello, just bring your family over. We'll all hang out together. <laughs> just live in my big mansion with me. Yeah, in my own right. little city in my house. Yeah, that's the oh. dream, eh? Right? Oh, could you just imagine how Drake's living right now? Drake and his new, how Drake is living. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. Who knows? He has so that much- huge. I saw some pictures of his like huge mansion. I'm like, oh my god, why? But also, I want. <laughs> have you seen Justin Bieber's house? I have not seen Justin Bieber's house. It looks weird as hell. It's like circular. I think yeah. there used to be a building before that, and now he's converted into his house. And... Oh, that's weird. He's just Damn. Gonna... but yeah, he's married now. I love Justin Bieber, but I only like people who are hated. You know? Yeah. I was gonna say, like, I really hate Justin Bieber. He's yeah, a dick. Once, once, um, everyone started hating on him, I was like immediately like, yes, Justin Bieber. Right. <laughs> I don't know what that says about me. <laughs> Is that why you hate the government? Because not a lot of people really hate the government. Uh, you know what? Maybe I just like to go against. The... Yeah, you just like to go against like what not a lot of people are doing. I like to be different. Rebel. Yeah. Yeah, huge rebel. The rebel rocker style. There you go. There you go. <laughs> rebel rocker Linda. There we go. That'll be your band name. It's <laughs> uh, not a bad name. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. All right. I think we're getting time to wrap this up. So Linda, I want to say thank you so much for for coming on. Thank you for having me. Yes, and thank you guys uh, for tuning in. And if you guys enjoyed the video, don't forget to like and subscribe. And if you're a comedian and you want to come on, uh, uh, like, feel free to message me. Uh, send me a DM on wherever social platform that you see this on. Um, guys, this happens every Monday at 9 a.m. Linda, thank you again so much for coming on. It was really great chatting with you. Uh, guys, let's peel out. Bye.